Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. And today we're doing Mythbusters again. So it's Mythbusters part dos, two, zwei in German. So we'll be going over some other uh, myths and debunking them or seeing whether they are actually truthful. Yes. Let's go. Let's dance. <laughs> Let's dance. And welcome back to another episode. Uh, you know, first, we want to give a few shout outs. We got some good ones uh, this week. First, you know, I want to say hey to Cameron again, who uh, we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago. He's a, yes, a guy yes. from California living in Berlin. He went on a little cycling trip down to the Stork Distillery, which is now open again. Ooh, nice. Sent us some nice pictures of his cycling trip, and he actually talked to Stork about us. Oh, nice. And they actually sort of knew who we were because we've been wow. arranging a tour with them. I feel so famous. Yeah, it was it was a weird <laughs> moment where he said, yeah, I mentioned you guys. And uh, yeah, they said they'd been talking with you. So Well, we also did send them a lot of emails. So a yeah, lot true. of back and forth between us and them. So True. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, we, we don't want to overdo it. You know, yeah. we don't want to seem like a like a too eager prom date or something. You know? We're cool. We yeah. swear. <laughs> yeah. We're super cool people. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another shout out to... Lisandro, I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. And he sent us a very long message uh, from our website, actually, which is a really nice. A really beautiful, nice message. Really yeah. nice. Uh, from our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Yes, it is. Little plug right there. Uh, he's from Venezuela, and he's an expat in Ireland. And now lives in, we went to Ireland, and now he lives in Germany. And he pretty much uh, had a lot of nice things to say about, about our podcast here. Yeah. And he also talked about um, his whole journey of what he did, of how he moved. And it was a really cool story. And um, Yeah, he mentioned, and he, he went into length about, I think it was kind of the two bits of advice that he would give uh, in, in regards to learning German. Right. The two things he said was, number one, really make the effort. Because he said what he, the trap he fell into and a lot of people fall into is that they're not really trying because you know because right, yeah. you can talk English, so it's easy. So really put forward the effort, and in, in and in doing that, include German in all your daily life. You know to right, keep your ears right. going. And then uh, the second piece of advice he gave was, um, you know, just talk to people, uh, and you know, because a lot of people they have a lack of confidence because they know, okay, I don't pronounce this word correctly. I don't know if it's Z, do or das. Uh, just you know, just yeah. uh, he said, just talk make the mistakes it doesn't matter just, and, and just no one's practice. gonna mind like people yeah they don't care people appreciate you're trying anyways and uh i think people really yeah they, they like the effort that you're putting in the effort and the more effort you put in obviously the better you're gonna get anyways because you get feedback or um you know you start making those connections in your brain we start hearing german as well I'll be like oh i said yeah. there before i guess it's dust now i know that so yeah those are really nice points that he made so thanks so much for that message it was yeah, awesome to great, read your story great message thanks a lot yeah really nice and another shout out to our new number four, five, and six out of countries of listeners, because that's always yeah, shifting around. What do we around. have now is our four, five, and sixth uh, top listeners. Ukraine for four, Russia for five, and France for six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally we, new ones. We started, we started going high on the uh, Ukrainian charts, and both of us were like, what's going on here? And then suddenly we're like, wait, they're our fifth highest... Uh, yeah, like uh, like viewers in in the past uh, few weeks. What yeah, happened maybe, there? Maybe we're spreading out east. I don't know. Hey. But cool. Thanks, guys yeah. from Ukraine and Russia and friends and everyone else listening, of course. Uh, but so yeah. What, so what what have you been up to these days? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, still working. It's our last week right now of work before our, our school holidays. 
So we're actually recording two episodes tonight. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing this one, and then we're doing another one um, right after this recording. So Because we're both going to be gone for vacation. Right. Oddly enough, both in Greece, but completely separate trips that we did not talk with each other or plan no, about. No, it just so, happened. Yeah, he and his girlfriend are going to... Corfu. Uh, Corfu, yeah, and then uh, me and my girlfriend are going to Crete, so, right, so can't record next week, but there will be an episode. So don't There will worry. be an episode, so no worries. In fact, um, the episode will be this episode. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. So if you're listening to this, you already know there's an episode because you're right. listening to said episode. Exactly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, yeah, last weekend I went to um, meet some of my girlfriend's best friends and also now my friends, and I've known them for you know six years now. And we met at a lake near um, near Hanover, this little awesome lake where they do a lot of kite surfing and windsurfing. Nice. Super windy, um, but it was really fun. And they gave me a little surprise 4th of July party. Um, so like they we were at the beach and they all kind of like whipped out these um, uh, muffins with like USA on them, my name on them. Oh, uh, so they cool. some beef jerky. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chuck Norris hat. Um, Love some it. USA flags. It was pretty cool. And we had a little celebration. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Harry, Misha, Hannah, Gabby, and Little Lily for my awesome surprise on the 4th. It was really lovely. And it was actually the first time I've celebrated the 4th, I think, uh, since I've lived here. Yeah. And again, belated happy 4th of July. We forgot to mention it last week. Not all the time, but some summers, it kind of slips me by because, uh, you know, of course, in Berlin, you're not seeing advertising for it not seeing like the chevy truck commercials about right. the fourth of july sale so of july sale so a lot of times it's really it's july 3rd or the day of that you know i realize oh right fourth of july you I, know? yeah i totally forgot about it until july 3rd and they were on the beach like happy fourth of july and i was like yeah yeah you know whatever and then they whipped out all the stuff and it was a really cool uh little surprise yeah so. yeah i learned last minute and i, I booked uh a table at an American style barbecue place in Berlin. So me, my girlfriend, uh, Tanya, our friend, who's, who's another uh, American, yeah. and uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriends, uh, we went there and nice. it was tasty. That sounds nice. Good ribs. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I love a good American style barbecue. Um, another odds, odds and ends for those of you who are living in Germany and don't know because of the whole you know Corona pandemic, uh, the VAT. What's that? <laughs> I didn't hear. Okay. The uh, VAT, which is like the What's it stand for? Um, Value-added tax. Value-added tax across Germany will now be lowered starting July 1st for the next three months um, to provide some economic relief. Uh, for six, six months, I think. Six months. What did I say? Three. Oh, six months. Uh, to provide some economic relief to uh, Germans and businesses uh, during this time. The uh, the standard rate is usually 19%. So you buy like a phone or something like that. You have a 90% tax on there. Uh, but now it's going to go down to 16% uh, from July 1st to December 31st. And there's also reduced rate, which applies to foods and everyday goods. That'll drop from seven to five percent. So, so you might might notice some, nice. might notice some savings at the grocery store. And for people who don't know, actually, uh, <clears throat> the taxes on goods here uh, are already included in the price. Right, so, so if right. you go and you buy something for nine ninety nine, the final price that you pay is nine ninety nine. Right. Like, th- like, and you think there's zero tax. It's just the tax is already it's in, just included included in the price. But it's it's nice because. You don't have to add this extra 8% or whatever it is where you live. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, um, you know, how your tax is taken out of your paycheck automatically and you don't have to worry about, you know, the health care or whatever, taking Ex- care of that. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like that. So, yeah, it's not like, you know, in Rhode Island, you buy something for nine ninety nine dollars and 7% tax on it. So you have to, you know, put in your hand with 70%, 999 blah, 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 7%. Uh, so that's, that's nice. But yeah, so taxes are lower to help people um, in this pandemic, which is... Which is, which is going thumbs up yeah thumbs up from Germany appreciate that 
and things are going pretty uh, pretty okay here. Not huge updates since last time. No, uh, yeah, numbers are still uh, quite low. There's, They're getting lower. There was a few um, flares, spikes, yeah, at some factories, but overall things are very low. Life is kind of back to normal, minus the masks and the usual, you know usual what? bits. I, I'm used to the masks now. It's like normal part of life now. Yeah, it's like putting on a seatbelt in a car. You just don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I literally keep one in my back pocket at all times, so I'd never have to remember to. There's none of this. Oh, I forgot it, or I always just keep one there. Yeah, exactly. And and that's it. Yeah, it's yeah, super easy now. So easy peasy, man. It's funny how quickly you can uh, you can like adapt to these things. You know. Yeah, it's true. Wouldn't uh, think it could, but yeah. You know, you know what I'd love to adapt to is some whiskey. Some whiskey. So today we have a pretty standard whiskey that. Well, let's 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 not sell it short. Let's, like, it's not, not let's, sell it short. let's make it's, them the, make, let them make the judgment. No. It's it's a whiskey that uh, if you're a whiskey drinker, uh, you'll you'll know it. Sure. But um, it's tried and true. I've had it. Actually, I don't think I have had it, had it before. So that's fun. Uh, today we're having uh, Glenfiddich, a single malt Scotch Scotch whiskey, and it's the original twelve year. Um. Anything, yeah. anything on the back? Anything interesting? It says, This bright and balanced single malt is matured for 12 years in Oloroso sherry and bourbon casks before mellowing in oak marrying tons. Hmm. So that sounds fun. And according to the bottle, it says since 1887. So they've uh, they've been around. They've had... Uh, a little bo- embossed here on the top. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. In the glass. Yeah, so they've had their, uh, their experience. And it says, From the Valley of the Deer. Because there's a little deer. Yeah, there's a beautiful yeah. gold uh, uh, deer, and I like the. Well, actually, sorry, it's a it's a male, so I don't think it's I a buck. Call. It's a buck, but I like the um, the bottle. It's like a triangle shape. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's nice in the hand. I mean, from if you look at it from afar, it looks like a standard cylindrical bottle. But right. if you look at it from above, like above the cork, uh, that's what he means. The shape is uh, triangular. Triangular. Yeah. So, um, so you pop this bad Larry open, and it is a cork. It is a cork. So uh, we're back. Hey, that was nice. That was nice. That was nice. Nice little, little, mm, little pop. How you doing? Yeah. I gave you a. Oh. I like the like wrist twist you're doing at the end here. Well, I work seven years at restaurants slash catering. Oh boy, that's a pour. That's for you. Oops. <laughs> uh, I worked for like seven years in restaurants and catering and stuff, so I had to go go around at weddings and pour wine at a little twist at the end, so you don't spill it on people. Nice. Yes. Cheers. So, cheers. Look, Glenn. Again, this is Glenn, mm. but it's twelve. It smells good. That's a good scotch. Yeah, that's a good scotch. It's a good scotch. Like, <laughs> not really much more to and say. I'm about not it. even a huge scotch guy, but yeah, as far as scotches go, it's that's smooth. Good. It's real smooth. Ooh, that was a delayed burn. That took about five seconds before I started feeling yep. it slowly yeah, going, yeah, yeah. going down my chest. It's nice, and it's v- for a scotch. It's very smooth. Very smooth. Mm. They also have a 15 year. And I want to say an 18 year. Mention the different, the, how the price points jump. Yeah, so the 12 is around, uh, you can get a, I got a shop, and a shop they had it for around 26 euro. The 18 was 40, 45 euro. I mean the 15. Uh, the 15. And the 18 was around 80 to 90, I think. Okay, so you almost have 70 euro more for an extra six years. Right. But I want to try that at one point because I'm sure, mm. I mean, I hope that it's a lot better if you're paying double the price, over double the price. And for me, this is the right amount of, because I'm not a huge smoky guy, but this is the right amount of smokiness too. Yeah, it's not super hardcore. It's just very like, it's just like, it's a good scotch. That's a great, like, it's raining outside, you're at your campfire, or sure. your fireplace, you know. Uh, oh yeah, we all have fireplaces here. Smoking really. your cigar. In our apartments, big fireplaces In your here. monogrammed uh, 
You know what they call it? Uh, bathrobe? Bathrobe, yeah. Maroon bathrobe. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. Like so, uh, so today, we are the Mythbusters. We are the Mythbusters. Mythbusters. We don't have 30 years of special effects training between the two of us, but we have... Uh, actually, you've been here how long? Almost seven years. Seven years plus nine. We have 16 years of expat experience. <laughs> combined. Combined. And as you all know, we are all very good at facts and knowing things. So again, take everything we say with a pinch of salt. Now, should we do it like last time? I'll, I'll read it off and then you can... Uh, yeah, sure. You can go at it. Okay. So, go. Okay, now this first one uh, refers to the German national anthem. There is the myth that... Uh, and, I'll, and let me go through the context so then before you uh, sure, respond. Sure, makes sense. Uh, there's a myth that you, it is illegal to sing the first verse of the German national anthem, which is also called the Deutschland Lied. Um, it's been the national anthem from Germany since 1922. Now, the first verse has kind of the infamous phrase, uh, Deutschland über alles, right. which means Germany above everything. And this verse was the one that um, they focused on in the national socialist period. Exactly. And yeah. in fact, most of the time at official events, they only sung the first verse. Um, and so the phrase Deutschland über alles and that verse kind of became associated with uh, the Nazis because of right. that. So it, it's, it's a big no-no. You don't want right. to sing that ever, please. And so post, uh, post-war, they, they kept the uh, the national anthem. Yep. Um, but the uh, myth is to sing the first uh, verse is illegal. But it actually... Actually, oh, I popped there big. Actually, is not illegal to sing the first verse. It's very, 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 very frowned upon. That was uh, maybe five or six fairies, so watch out. Maybe even more, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, most Germans that I, I've talked to actually do think it is illegal because it's so... Yeah, my, like, you just don't say it ever. My girlfriend never thinks it. it's illegal. Uh, we were, it was only maybe a month or so ago. We were at the Brandenburger Tour doing a bike, bike ride through, and there was a, a protest, but a protest by some... Um, far right yeah. neo-nazis and they were singing the deutschland Ooh. über alles part and my girlfriend freaked out because because there was cops standing by nearby and she's like why aren't they doing anything and i thought well is it actually legal and uh, found out uh, it's it's frowned upon and right. uh, it, it'll it's so basically associate you with some bad people if you do it exactly it, it, it is illegal in germany to fly a um nazi flag oh yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot, of, thing, a lot of things that are illegal right um but uh, I think officially, um, even though the Deutschland Lied is still the uh, national anthem, it's officially only the third verse. Right. So they basically just kind of skip over the first and second verse and they focus yeah. on the third. Because the third one talks about freedom and that kind of Yeah, the national stuff. anthem is actually really nice. The, uh, it is. Yeah. The third verse. Yeah, they have a nice national anthem. But yeah, first verse, not illegal to sing it, but please don't. Okay, so that is a myth busted. Myth busted, but it should be illegal. So right. I, Let's just say... If uh, you want to survive in Germany, I don't sing that aloud. And if you don't want to be um, a total terrible person. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, next myth, and this is one that a lot of people have heard about. People love this one. Right. Classic. The myth is that John F. Kennedy, our president, in his famous speech in Berlin in 1963, he called himself a jelly donut. Yeah. And this is, um, it's false. I mean, it's kind of true, but it's false. Well, no, it, 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 no, it, it, no, it's false. It's false. Okay, yeah, it's false. It, it, it's false. It, it's people who 
don't know and don't do the research, they think it's true. Right. So he pretty much said, Ich bin ein Berliner, which is, I am a Berliner. Um, but some said, he should have said just, Ich bin Berliner, which is like, because without the Ein, which is A, it's like, I am. Yeah, the, the correct way to say it is, Ich bin Berliner, meaning I am from somebody from Berlin. Right. But he was saying it in a figurative sense. Exactly. Because he's not actually from Berlin. He was saying, I am, uh, I, I support you guys. So it's actually okay to include the Ein Berliner. True. And and, and for the, also those who don't know, a Berliner in a lot of Germany is a jelly donut. It's called a Berliner. I want a Berliner. It's a jelly donut. But in Berlin, you don't call them Berliners. You call them Pfannkuchen. Yeah, so in Berlin... Or that, fl- that, yeah, that, that word in Berlin is not even used to signify a jelly donut. So in that sense, the myth is wrong just right off the bat. But yeah, it's just it, it, in, the, in the sense he used it, he was actually being correct. Right. But a lot of people just like it because it's a funny joke. <laughs> he said he's a jelly donut. Funny. Yeah, funny. Yeah. But if you are in Berlin and you want a jelly donut, ask for a Pfannkuchen, not a Berliner, because they want to talk about. Which means basically pancake. Right. But but, it, but not pancake, but like like a cake from a pan. pan right. Like a pan cake. Where where they call in parts of Germany where they call Pfannkuchen Berliner, a Pfannkuchen there is more like an actual pancake, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if you if you get a Berliner, say in the U.S., it's it is the jelly donut basically. Like w- yeah. without without the hole in the middle, it's kind of like a big round thing, and you big buy round thing with sugar on top and some purple. You get them Dunkin' Donuts stuff instead. Yeah, exactly. They're they're delicious. Was not anything super yeah. crazy special. So uh, JFK humiliated himself. True or false? False. False. Going false. He didn't humiliate himself. He was, he was a cool dude. Right. Yeah. And let's be honest, like, he's, he's got world-class speech writers. They have people that research this kind of stuff. Like, they're going to ask somebody, is this correct German, before they right. do a speech, you know? Yeah, so I guess, like, grammatically, he said that, but that's not really the intention of it, or, right? Right. If, 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 you're, if you're thinking of it in the jelly donut sense, you're not paying attention, basically. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Because <laughs> the, whole, the whole speech was about his support for Berliners and Germans against Soviet oppression. So if what you take away from that speech is the jelly donut thing, then you're... You're just, missing no point. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so next, next, next myth is all Germans drink beer and only beer and 10 beers a day. False. Germans like their beer. Of course they do. We all know that. Everyone listening is going, what? what? And of course, German beer is world class and incredible. Yes. But as we've learned uh, doing this podcast over the past few months is that... Um, the whiskey industry is growing more and more, and I know a lot of Germans really do like whiskey and really enjoy it. And there's a and there's you'd you'd be surprised by how many distilleries are in Germany. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't there more in Germany than are in Scotland? During our research, we did read that. I haven't I haven't confirmed it, so I don't want to. But but there, I did find two or three articles that reference that. That they're pretty are, crazy. Um, I mean, Germany is a larger, it's also bigger, larger too. than yeah. Scotland, more people. Um, but. To be fair, there are a lot of distilleries in Germany, but a lot of them do not ship internationally. So that's why ah, yeah, okay. they're only they're only served domestically. That's why you're not seeing a lot of German whiskeys everywhere. Right. So they drink a lot of whiskey. They also drink a lot of schnapps. But uh, surprisingly enough, before I came to Germany, someone told me, don't drink German wine. Eh, that's yeah, wrong. Which is wrong because Germany is actually a huge wine country. And uh, it's, it's the seventh biggest in the world. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's the seventh biggest in the world uh, for being a wine country. And they have a huge wine region along the Rhine River. Yeah. And my girlfriend is an example of that. She like she's she's German through and through. Um, and she's a wino. She loves the wine. She, she loves wine. She doesn't yeah. like beer. She likes wine. And her some of her favorite wines are from Germany. 
Good, and, good albagunda. Mm. Yeah. And if, if you go to the store here, uh, at least uh, somebody from the States will, will be looking at all these wines. Like, this has to be cheap, shitty wine, right? Because it's all three euro, five euro. Yeah, true. But in fact, the wine here is just about a third the price of what you get in the States. But it, it's high class wine for about three four or five dollars which i know a lot of you can't believe but it's true no it's true egg in the states what do they have uh i don't they have it anymore but they used to have something called like two buck chuck it was like two, i heard of that i never two had two dollar wine and it was like really or, not or, good or, like people when people hear that price they think of like you know the box of wine frenzia right yeah that or when frenzia. you're like 18 you bring to a party or something or yeah. i mean i mean the people who drank illegally before the age of 21 brought right. to a party oh terrible people right not me i was <laughs> studying studying always uh, but yeah, the wine here is actually really, really good and pretty ex- pretty expensive, pretty cheap. Um, so yeah, if you come to Germany, enjoy some of their wine. And if you're out and about in other European countries, it's pretty common that on the wine list, there'll be several German wines because, yeah. you know, because a lot of people just think of France when they think of wine. France, Spain, Italy. Italy yeah. Exactly. Those are the top three, which obviously make incredible wines, but don't forget about Germany. They make some good stuff. So uh, Germans drink only beer, true or false? False. Myth busted. Busted. Now, the next one uh, relates to schooling, School. you know, which, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about these uh, socialist programs in, in Europe that involve uh, universities. Mr. Bernie Sanders tries, tried to push that in the U.S., you know. Yes, he did. And um, myth. I'm going to say the myth now. Sorry, I took a long pause there. Myth. <laughs> the myth is German universities are totally free. This is true, mostly. It's mostly true. So the university is 100% free. You're not paying anything. Um, but they do charge per semester an administrative administrative fee, which is typically not more than 250 euro. Yeah. So the, the uni you'll go to is free. You'll pay maybe 1,000 euro for the entire year. So in that sense, it's not technically 100% free. You're paying 1,000 euro at most per year yeah yeah, at at most per year like there was actually um when my girlfriend was in um university they actually raised administrative fees and all students protested because like we're not paying more this is ridiculous university should be free we shouldn't be paying this much and then they got the fees knocked down and taken away because they're like oh uh they protested we don't want to do this anymore so uh it worked because germans really really believe in not paying anything for education because it should be because it, for here it's a right it's not a privilege everyone should and has to have access to free education exactly and, and it's and it's been uh affordable for so many years you know for them to change it at any point is just impossible you know because people right. are so used to it but and, okay so it, it does cost about a thousand per year but again compare that to an american college where you're paying 30 grand a year for the same thing if you're so, lucky yeah if you're lucky and you know probably more like 40 if you're going to you know a really high class uh, absolutely and also uh, if you're a student in germany you get your uh, public t- transportation card for free as well true so, so that's pretty cool that's too. nice yeah so and, and just so people know like all this talk we've had so far is about public universities of course there are private universities which in germany money, yeah. which do cost 20 grand and above per year uh but we're talking about the public ones the public ones which are also really good universities of course uh so that one i'm gonna say we're gonna go true that's a true one university is free except for a little administrative fee but for the most part let's just say it is true because if you say it's false then people think right yeah no but, it's it's true 100 percent. and next um this refers to World War II, which, of course, is a huge part of German history yeah. and, and, you know, culture. I mean, you know, um, uh, we grew up watching uh, Germany as the bad guys in World War II films, right. you know, daily. If you go on the History Channel, it's just uh, 
in, in a sense, anti-German because you know, you have yeah, a, which is kind of a shame because Germany has like a way super long history before World War One and World War Two of like really cool stuff happening. You know, yeah, poets but even before and World War One, you have the the Franco-Prussian War. So there's really right. quite a bit of war. There's quite a bit of war, but they also you know they had you know scholars and oh, no, oh, no. all great things. So absolutely, you know. Um, you know, and of course, as you know, World War II ended in 1945, which was a quite a while ago. Right. Um, but so this myth is that uh, Germans don't talk about the Holocaust. They don't know much about the Holocaust. Uh, they stay very hush. You're, you can't bring it up. Yeah, that is uh, 100% super duper false. Uh, Germans are really, really well versed in their history and don't ignore it or push it aside. They're really, uh, you know, everyone, there's a... Uh, saying it's called like German guilt where even people that we know our age still feel guilty for what happened you know 80 years ago sure um, and German schools the entire ninth grade is actually dedicated to the National Socialism Germany area uh, era so they talk about this for a whole year in one grade and then they also talk about it more later on um, if you're walking around Berlin for example there's these things called I think I'm saying it wrong because it's hard to say Stolpersteine? No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you'll see these everywhere when you rock, walk around a city, um, especially if it's a cobblestone sidewalk, but they're everywhere. And you'll see a little square, a golden square in front of a building or a few of them. And they're names of people who who used to live there who were taken away during the Holocaust. Yeah, so... It, it's everywhere. Yeah, before some apartment buildings, you'll see maybe three or four of them, you know, because yeah. maybe a few families were taken away. Um it's just a way to remember, it's like, remember, like, you're walking in this history, these people were lived in this building that you're living in right now. And so I think it's a really cool reminder of, you know, what happened back then and to not repeat that what happened back then. Yeah, it is cool. But one thing I do have to mention, because um, a friend of mine, um, Nimrod, who lives in Berlin and he owns a home in Berlin, uh, he just one time randomly decided to do some research about his building and see, well, was, was, there oh, any, cool. was there any families, you know, taken away? During that, you know, am I living in the apartment of somebody who was, you know, murdered right. in the Holocaust? And he found out that he was indeed correct, and he went wow. outside his building, and there was no memorial stones. Oh wow! So he called the government agency that handles that and said, um, you know, uh, this woman was murdered in the Holocaust. It even says in your own uh, records that she, you know she, you know, taken away on this date and whatever. And uh, they were actually quite rude to him and said, um, actually, yeah, if you want that, you'll have to do more information uh, and more. We need more proof than just than just the the German Republic records. So that's not enough. Blah, blah, okay. blah. And on top of that, you have to pay the 120 euro like the government doesn't pay for it. You have to pay oh. 120 euro to get the stone there. Um, so I think that's not right. I, yeah. I'm glad I like to have the stones, but I had to bring that up just uh you know, so it's not like a very like a completely smooth process. You know, so. Yeah, what is in Germany yeah. with in terms of red tape? But like, it's a really cool thing to have there. And also, you know, when you go around all these former sites and buildings, you'll see large boards explain history. And like, Germans are very open to talk about it. I mean, don't lead with it if you meet someone immediately. Uh, of course, like that's just stupid. Yeah, but yeah, it's if, especially in the cent- center of Berlin, but also in the outskirts. You, you walk around, and you, maybe there'll be like an empty field, and there'll be a sign in front of it saying, "This was a former Gestapo building. It, right. was, it was existed from these years. Um, this is what happened." You know, they they really put it out there. They're not trying to hide anything, right? Um, which is which is really nice. I, I had this uh, my uh, great uncle Jim, who unfortunately passed away a few months ago, um, and he came to Germany uh, in the '60s, mm-hmm. and he said he. At the time, 
didn't want to because he hated Germans because all he knew of Germany was what he heard back at home at the Holocaust and right. World War II that he right. went through. Um, but of course, you know, then he met Germans and found them to be lovely. And then when I told him recently that there are in fact signs, because he because he's because he thought, oh, they're they're putting it putting it under the rug, right? Yeah, yeah. And I told him no, they got signs everywhere. Like he uh, basically cried. He was so he thought that was oh, so wow. he thought that was so beautiful, you know. And he's like, and he was like, oh my god, Germans are amazing. That for them to to really like take it on their own. Right. To put this information out there and say, "Hey, we're not trying to hide anything. This is what happened." You know exactly, and and yeah, the, yeah, for sure. And I also want to mention too. I had a buddy ask me who, who's living in the states uh, because the whole thing happening in the states right now, people taking down Confederate memorials and all those other things. You know, hmm. a buddy asked me, "Are there like you know Nazi statues in Germany?" I'm like, "No, there are no statues. All the history is in museums. You can see it there. Plus all the um, the steins, the stein on the floor, and the plaques but you don't see like a a statue of you know hitler anything like that yeah and all, and all the street names were very quickly changed um yep. in the late 40s and anything related to um of course all the out of hitler strasses the out of right, hitler exactly. avenues were changed. but i mean like even uh the lower level nazis who had streets named after them those those street signs were changed like almost immediately after the war exactly you know? so that's not a thing here um there, there might be a few lingering ones that we don't yeah. know about, uh, but in general, it's not something that they have to do now because it, they already kind of removed all that a uh, long time ago. And if you want to see it, you go to a museum and actually learn about it there. Exactly. Uh, and actually, that's, yeah. in a way, kind of a segue. Uh, sure. Myth. Germans are not patriotic. This one's, I think, a little more complicated depending on your definition of what patriotism is. But if you go by the kind of, what well, I guess the American style patriotism in terms of, um, you know, you have flags on the 4th of July outside, uh, you know, the um, uh, I love USA t-shirts. Right. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, the whole uh, hoorah thing. Um, that doesn't exist here. But I think that Germans are actually very patriotic because they, they're very critical of their country, which I think people should be. You should always be critical and try to make your country better. Sure. Well, like, for example, Germany regularly votes to increase taxes for the people. Um, the, the people vote to increase their the people, own taxes. Exactly. Yeah. So, and those taxes, you know, go to education, welfare, and health care. So everyone's benefiting. And I think... Parks and roads. and Parks, every... Yeah, exactly. So I think that's super patriotic to put the greater societal goals before, you know, the individualism of yourself. And so I think in that way... Um, they're very patriotic and also it avoids privatization of like important social pillars like because healthcare is free and the government's interested in these, in these preventative measures it gets rid of the um, privatization of these things so it's all together in one country and people are working together to do that if that makes sense right and just to be fair healthcare is not free like half of it is removed from your paycheck every month right so, exactly so you do pay for it in a sense yeah. you're paying for it in your in your, in your, in your taxes after your, um, mm. after your paycheck but I think that's like in my, in my opinion, I think that's super patriotic because you're doing something that's for your society of your country. So they should be hanging their tax returns from their windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, taking all the fun out of patriotism. Alex. I know. It's, yeah, it's really not as much fun. Alex is saying patriotism is taxes. Yes. No, I'm not saying it's just taxes, but pe I think it's the, uh, the people here really try to better their own country and the people living in their country. Right. 
Not, not to say that Americans don't or anybody no, else does. Of, like, of course not. Every, I mean, I mean, just look at the movements now in the U.S. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, I just uh, think, like, in terms of patriotism of like flags and everything, no, Germans aren't like that at all. It, let's just let's just say that there is patriotism. It's just not as visual as it is elsewhere. There it is. Yeah. So could have just said that five minutes ago. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay, so um, Germans are not patriotic. Uh, busted or confirmed? Busted. I guess. Yeah, busted. Busted. Yeah, because okay. they are patriotic. Yeah, busted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I didn't mean to confuse you there. No, I, I, I got really confused for a second. My mind was like flipping around. And kind of related to this. Uh, actually, I don't even know if this is a myth. Germans Germans love to protest. I never I, really heard that as a myth. I just know Germans do love to protest. Yeah, I've heard that. It's not like a myth, I guess. It's more of like a stereotype. Um, but that's okay. true. But that's, that's for a different episode then. Yeah, maybe. Because this is Mythbusters. Oh, all right, man. Um, but yeah, that one's 100% true. Germans really like to protest. Um, when I when I moved here, like since I moved here, I've seen so many protests and things actually working. You know, like someone protests about something. Like for example, we've talked about it before in other episodes. Down the street is Tempelhofer this old airport that is now it's a giant park people hang out in. Yeah, when the airport was decommissioned, they changed nothing. They left the runways there, the terminal buildings there, and right. now it's just a park to hang out. An like, awesome they, giant park. They didn't build a bunch of apartment buildings on it, and. Um, Every year, I feel like it's every year the city tries to get investors to make apartments and malls or whatever on that land because, like, it's a huge plot of land. So, in a sense, from a capitalism sense, I totally understand it because Absolutely. it's a huge way and it's like dead center middle of yeah, Berlin. Exactly. So, why wouldn't you want to develop that? So, and as every a greedy year, person, if you know, greedy CEO, I could see, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. But every year, people protest and are like, no, this is our field, it's for our, you know, our Freiheit. For you know, our which means freedom, freedom, um, and people really you know are protesting, and it hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, never will. But um, I guess we'll see. But yeah, Germans like the protest. I was at a protest once for Article Thirteen, like oh, the, the meme law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a protest. I feel like every other week here, right? But also, you could say that about the U.S. or pretty much a lot of places right now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Germans love to protest. True. True. Confirmed. And uh, here's a one for the foodies out there. Uh, myth. Germany's, or sorry, Germany's. Germany's. Germans. Yes, that's what they're only called. Only eat meat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess a stereotypical thing is, you know, meat and a beer. A, a bratwurst and a beer is like the German meal or schnitzel and a beer. Um, yeah, Germans do love to eat meat. I looked this up. They have over 1,500 types of sausages. Believe it. Does not surprise me at all to hear that number. I'm just a sharing lot. it now for the first time. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of sausages. I can think of like three, four, five. See? Now it's growing. Oh, yeah, yeah, sat, yeah. sat here long enough. True. We can have like we'll 50. count all 1,500. <laughs> um, but 10% of Germans are vegetarian. And in 2015, Berlin was named the vegetarian capital of the world. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, but that also is Berlin, which doesn't, which quite. is not really Germany as well. But so you I, definitely I, see it spreading more because Germans also very um, environmentally conscious, and I think vegetarian, very vegetarianism has a lot to do with environment. So I think more people are going towards that in Germany than yeah, before. But in a new generation. But if we say this myth as in referring to the general population, I would have to say it is true because because you said ninety percent are meat eaters. So uh, right. Uh, but but myth Germans only eat meat yeah not true not true but uh, yeah it's cool and again I can't speak for other towns but Berlin has such a huge variety of 
vegan only restaurants so uh, many. vegetarian restaurant it really i think it's like half and half it almost feels like so absolutely and uh, you wanted to mention <laughs> yeah this is a big I one i don't know what this what the myth here is and <clears throat> i uh, just says garden gnomes garden gnomes i wrote is, that is one there down. a myth that germans love garden gnomes yeah for sure so confirmed 100 percent confirmed okay, if you go to like any little garden houses there's gnomes everywhere moving on okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a good one. Okay. Uh, myth. Germans live to work and only really care about work. You know, the weekend, their personal lives. Yeah, that's... So it's like kind of go off the stereotype of Germans are very like on point, doing their thing, doing their job, blah, blah, really blah, Really hardcore, blah. yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess say Ger- Germans work to live as opposed to live to work. Like they want to work, but then like once it's five o'clock... They don't think about work anymore. Like once they're off, they're off. Yeah, they don't want any. They don't want an email and, or a phone call. And if there is, they're not responding. I mean, there's a in, word in most time, most cases. There's a word for it in German. The English doesn't have a word for it. And it's my favorite word in German, and it's Feierabend, which translates to party evening, which basically means like I'm off. Like so, yeah. what happened is you you uh, maybe you're at work, and then. Um, you know, one of your colleagues is doing something and you're about to ask him a question. He'll be like, oh, fire up and baby. Fire like, he's like, basically, I'm off. Like, I'm done. Or whenever you leave work, it was like, shouldn't fire up and like have a beautiful party evening. And, and yeah, and the German really, when it is fire up and their personality is complete. They are, they are off. They're they, off. They are themselves. They, they are just. Exactly. They're just Jim or and, whatever the name is. And Germans um, love vacation. So, like, if you're traveling anywhere around Europe or literally anywhere, you're going to find a bunch of Germans in their socks and sandals. They're everywhere yeah. around the world because they have, I think, the minimum the minimum of vacation days, paid vacation days in Germany are 24 days. But most people have between, like, 26 and 32, let's a lot say. More. Plus, there's so many uh, public holidays as exactly. well. Um, and the thing is... Um, I hear a lot of Americans uh, talk about, yeah, this myth of Germans being overworked. But... Um, it's actually the other way around. Yeah, Americans is. have the least amount of paid vacation days out of the whole developed world. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, so uh, I think Americans have a very much strong work culture, almost to a fault. I think yeah. it's been a while since I lived there, but I do kind of remember uh, feeling a bit of that, you know. And and a lot of times you'd hear people they're referring to the Spanish or the French or, and saying, uh, you know, oh, they're lazy, you know, cause they take so much time off or this, that. And, but what's really the, I don't find anything wrong with that. With just enjoying your life. As long I as mean, you, you, you get your work done during the week and you make your money, uh, you, you enjoy you only, your life. You only YOLO once, you know, so you gotta, you gotta take that time you have. Some people don't YOLO at all. Man. You, you gotta YOLO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which for our, uh, older listeners means you only live once. Just True. And for the younger listeners, we're sorry. Because uh, <laughs> you probably have a different word that they now use. YOLO maybe is expired. <laughs> it's like 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, like Germans really, really enjoy their free time. When they work, they work hard, of course. But they're working eight hours most of the time and then they're done because Germany also has really strict labor laws as well. So I'm going to go like completely false on that one. Completely false. Yeah. yeah. Germans love their free time. They love to enjoy their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know what? That's a good place to good place to stop, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we got we got some more, but that's for uh, Myth Mythbusters 3, baby. Mythbusters, Mythbusters part part 3 coming, I don't know, whenever, sometime. A long time from now. Maybe never. Yeah, who we'll knows. See. Yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay, stay stay tuned. But you know, um my glass is a little, just give me a, like a tiny splash just for this last review. Uh what what are we drinking again? There you go. 
Uh, we are drinking the Glenfiddich 12, a single malt scotch whiskey. Beautiful. Very yeah. nice bottle. Um, and again, let's take a sip. Yeah. It, man, it's just like... Still good. It's just a super duper solid scotch. If, if there was... If you went to the dictionary to just to find like... Really good, good the scotch. Word good scotch. I this think Glenfiddich would be there. It, it, it's it's not like it doesn't blow my mind. No, but uh, it is the definition I think of just it, what's a solid scotch. It's a Glenfiddich. It's it's a it's a popular scotch for a reason, you know. And we've been trying a lot of like really weird whiskey. I don't know if they're weird or not, but whiskeys we never they're heard really of before. They're, they're good, but like in terms of like we haven't heard of them before, so we've been okay. trying all these all these different whiskeys and like. But I was like, you know what? I'll get something that's pretty well known and try that one. And now that we're tasting it, I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, this is just, it's just super duper solid. Yeah. And um, for me, the number that defines kind of just a solid whiskey is a, it's a seven. I've been, getting, I've been getting a lot of sevens lately, or no, seven, 7.5s. But I think yeah. for me, this is a seven out of 10. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. Eight out of 10. Like, it's, 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 just, it's just so good. Like, it's a really good whiskey. Yeah. Hmm. That's hard. There's nothing to fault I, I, about it. Yeah, I, I got to go with my gut, though. I'll stick with seven. But I, right. I, I, I will say I could understand an eight. Yeah. Which would put me at the 7.5 again. But I'm not going to do it just because out of principle, it's <laughs> You it's can't do it two, three weeks in a row. It's no, ridiculous. No, I can't. It's seven out of ten. Yeah, cool. I give it eight. You give it a seven. I'm more accurate than you are. Um, <laughs> go. <laughs> um, also, <clears throat> before we sign off, uh, please check out our Facebook and our Instagram. Our Instagram is at americans.in.germany.podcast. Excellent. And please, yes, check out our amazing website, which is yes. agdwpodcast.com. And, and Jeff has been working tirelessly putting well, in all these cool extras. You've been helping as well. But uh, I mean, especially like when we first started, remember that like uh, oh, yeah. six hour sesh we did there? Um, Sorry, let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tap your back. It's cool. Okay. Uh, so Justin's doing this really cool extras page where. Um, Almost every episode, <clears throat> excuse me, for the past four or five, four or five episodes. episodes, he's putting a little bit extra photos or information or um, links or videos, links, whatever uh, you need. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool in there. We also have our whiskey list in there, all the whiskeys that we've drank, the ratings we've given them. Some quotes about what we said about the whiskeys, the pictures of the whiskeys. The pictures of whiskeys taken by yours truly. So, um, yeah. There's check. a lot to just browse around and enjoy. Yeah. I think. So check that out. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please give us a... Give us five star stars. rating. Yeah. Give us some stars. We really, we'll really appreciate it. Uh, we've got some really nice ones recently. We, we really, we read them all. We, you know, we, we, like, we, we text each other real quick. Jeff, we got a new review. It's super cool. Yeah. And all <clears> of them <throat> just are just, just wonderful. And really like we, we both, every time we get one, we kind of, we're like, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's even at this point, uh, what, 24 episodes in, it's yeah, wow. still, it still blows us, blows our mind that anybody's listening and Absolutely. that you're listening and you like it enough. <laughs> to sit down and write a review. Thank you so for much. For sure. So, uh, and for those of you who do not want to write a review, thank you for listening anyways. And just send us a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like a really expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, cheers. cheers. <laughs> Real expensive though. Where, where's your, where's your dealio? I don't know. Where's your, you have a slogan. Oh yeah. What was my slogan? Stay safe, stay thirsty. Stay thirsty and stay... No, no. It started... No, thirsty was the last one. You're screwing this up. Stay awesome and stay thirsty. Good enough. All right. <laughs> wow. Did you really forget? Mm-hmm.